This is News Talk. Well, one aspect of the budget that just isn't going away, there's always one or two aspects of it uh, every year that kind of cause controversy. It seems like the big sticking point this year is the cement levy. Uh, it's on the front of a couple of newspapers. So the Irish Independent home buyers will bear brunt of cement levy, warns ESRI, which I think will be a surprise to no one. The idea that the construction industry itself would absorb the cost was never going to fly. So the ESRI is saying that homeowners, people who want to buy or build their own home, they're the ones who'll have to pay for this cement levy. Uh, The headline there from the Irish Independent, people buying new homes will shoulder the financial cost of the controversial new levy on concrete. The ESRI says the surprise 10% levy on concrete would most likely be passed on to house buyers once introduced next year. The ESRI SRI says the burden of this new levy is likely to fall on the residents of newly built homes rather than on industry. Now, that's also on the front of the Irish Times because there's still a question mark over how much the cost of the new levy will add to the price of buying a new home. And uh, it's estimated in the Irish Times that the new levy will add up to €1,600 towards the building costs of a three-bed semi-D, the Department of Finance has confirmed. Um, The Department of Finance has said that the increase in construction costs could be up to 0.9% or €1,600 on a three-bed home. And of course, the question would be, is that all they put up house prices by, 1600 quid to cover the costs, or do they add in other costs as well? Because groups like the um, Construction Industry Federation, immediately after the budget, they were saying it'd be two grand on the price of a house. I see chartered surveyors are saying it could be three or four grand <clears throat> on the price of a house. And certainly the Department of Finance themselves saying it'll add 1600 quid to the price of a house. Obviously, others will say, well, hold on, we're in the middle of a housing crisis. How can we have a state-imposed levy that's going to increase house prices in the middle of a housing crisis? Speaking of a crisis, a lot of the papers picking up on this report into 999 cancelled calls. And the Irish Times says the Garda Síochána will never know whether harm was caused to some people because of the cancellation and mishandling of 999 calls by members of the force, a senior officer has said. This was Deputy Garda Commissioner Anne-Marie McMahon speaking after a new report highlighted how numerous failings in the handling of 999 calls prevented investigations and the identification of victims of possible sexual assault. That's also on the front of the Irish Examiner. Child's sex assault 999 call was cancelled. A child reporting the ongoing sexual assault of their parent was one of hundreds of thousands, uh, sorry, hundreds of thousands of 999 calls incorrectly cancelled. An independent report has found a number of the 200,000 cancelled calls could have resulted in serious harm to victims or in offenders not being brought to justice. Irish Daily Mail looks at the ongoing turf war between turf cutters and the EU and the government and it says that the EU is threatening to sue Ireland unless turf cutting stops in over 100 bogs across the country uh, within eight weeks. The European Commission apparently is running out of patience 11 years after it issued proceedings against Ireland for failing to stop the cutting of turf in special areas of conservation there. Now to lighter matters, the front of the Irish Daily Star and the front of the Irish Daily Mirror cover Doyle's Corner in Fibsburg, which we mentioned on News Talk Breakfast yesterday 
morning. Stout in the cold is the headline on the mirror and a pint of draft is the star's headline. A pub is urging customers to come in and enjoy pints with their coats on as they'll be leaving the heating off to save on their energy costs. Uh, if you haven't heard, Doyle's Corner is giving punters 20% off their food every Tuesday in October if they come in. The catch is that the heating is going to be turned off, so bring your coat. And the front story on the Irish Sun, Love and Carriage. Train driver Patrick Murray and bride Megan took the dart to their wedding yesterday. <clears throat> Although Patrick wasn't at the wheel, they grabbed a photo in the driver's seat before arriving at the registry office on Grand Canal Street and Irish Rail. Says, love in motion, congrats. You can read more about that in the Sun. Now, on to the Irish Independent uh, looking at school contribution costs. And this is very, very significant. So Education Minister Norma Foley has said schools should not ask parents for voluntary contributions this year. She says that essentially schools have enough money. The energy subsidy announced in the budget was a substantial figure. It comes on top of other grants. And essentially, she is saying that uh, I think... I don't for one minute envisage that parents should be called upon in any shape or form to pay a voluntary school contribution fee, which will be welcome news for some parents. However, I know of some parents who already have paid the school contribution costs because which are voluntary, they say. But uh, that's because when the kids first went back to school, they were asked to pay the money. So you'd wonder, are they entitled to a refund now? If you're a parent and you forked out, I don't know, 200 quid in a voluntary contribution, now you hear the Education Minister saying schools shouldn't be asking parents for contributions. Do you get the money back? Do you get a refund on it? Another interesting one from the Irish Independent. We've another intervention from Mrs Sabina Higgins, uh, she obviously courted a lot of controversy with her comments on the war in Ukraine. This time round, she's calling on the HSE to let new mothers spend a longer time in hospital, rather, sorry, learning how to breastfeed rather than being, quote, thrown out after giving birth. Mrs Higgins has called on the HSE to significantly improve its breastfeeding policy and make every midwife an expert in lactation. And she's essentially saying that Sometimes women are being thrown out of hospitals too early rather than spending a bit more time in hospital and being taught all about breastfeeding, which I think will be welcome comments by some. Others will say that when they were in hospital having their baby because all was well with the baby, they couldn't wait to get home and sort of get back to a bit of normality and get the home routine going. Yeah, obviously the big Fianna Fáil Ardesh is on today and the examiner were told that Fianna Fáil TDs and senators are going to be taught how to take better selfies, present to the camera and how to be authentic online. The Ardesh uh, is taking place this evening and tomorrow and between 11 and 4 tomorrow Fianna Fáil TDs and senators can attend training to learn how to improve their presence on social media. They'll be taught how to improve their photographs, look and sound professional while presenting to camera and how to shoot interviews like a pro. So all the parties leaning in to uh, social media there. The Irish Sun this morning 
I don't want to know this, but maybe some people do. Snack labels, like chocolate bars, for example, should show how much exercise it will take to burn off the calories, scientists say. They say that warning chocolate fans they may need a jog to avoid getting fat could stop binging on sweets and takeaways. 44% of people said it would be more likely to stop them uh, scoffing snacks than the current traffic light system, which I wasn't really aware of, to be honest. Anyway, essentially what the scientists are saying, if you buy, for example, a Kit Kat, this is the example that's given in the sun, you should be told on the front of the Kit Kat that if you're going to eat this, you need a 20-minute run to burn off that Kit Kat. There's no pleasure in life anymore, is there? Anyway, final story comes, speaking of misery, uh, from The Mirror, and they're looking at the best breakup songs because half of people in love turn to sad songs to heal their heartache when the relationship ends. Back to Black by Amy Winehouse is the number one breakup track, while ABBA will be happy to learn they've uh, made number eight with Knowing Me, Knowing You. So the poll of 2,000 adults who'd been through the breakup of at least one long-term relationship showed listening to music helped them cope. I would have assumed Adele was number one, but it's number four with that song, Someone Like You. Anyway, I'll give you the top five here. Actually, I'll give you the top six because there's someone Irish in this. So the top six songs if you're going through a breakup. Number one, Back to Black. Number two, Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You. In third is Fleetwood Mac, Go Your Own Way. Fourth is Adele, Someone Like You. Fifth is Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. And in sixth, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. Talk.